What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 83 of the RxP Podcast, a podcast where three working professionals talk all about their love for movies, TV shows, and video games. I am, of course, Matt, the host of today's show, and I am joined by Tiffany. Hey, everybody. Shout out to my friend Keith. What's up, Keith? And Alex. Hey, it's me. I don't have any shout outs. Hey, you can shout me out, man. Okay. All right, shout out to Matt, the the cooperator. Hey. That's right. <laughs> Which we're gonna get more, man. We're gonna get some co-op. I'm feeling this Black Friday sale that drops. Remnant two. It's gonna happen. We're gonna finally okay. put it on the dossier. Dossier? Docket? Oh, Whatever. I, I, I hope those one. trophies are fixed. Yeah, like I looked at how long to beat. It looks twenty five ish hours. Is that right? That's a weekend. I, I have no idea, but that is a good amount of time. No, that's Tiffany, let me tell you about let me tell you about Alex. He's like, hey, this new uh, PS Plus game that we got for free, we should play it. Like, it's definitely you know, like it's definitely bingeable. Whatever, um, it's probably going to take about a hundred hours though to Ooh. platinum. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> You're like, I'm not even booting that up. For- <laughs> Listen, we are struggling with a small platinum trophy together, my dude. Like a hundred hours. I'm I'm already ten hours in. Oh, wow. Okay, so you're 10% done. So you're not fun? even it's co-oping the... with him. You're just playing I by yourself. I, I, needed to, I needed to try it out. I need to see the tr- the trial. I need to feel it. It is very much... What is much this game again? Aliens Fireteam Elite. Okay. So I think it came out back in 2021, so it's already a couple of years old. Uh, okay. But it's your typical third-person like horde wave based like survival shooter where you're basically mm-hmm. moving throughout a linear level fighting hordes of xenomorphs like trying to make it to the end and you know it embodies a lot of love for dead uh world war z those types of games and it's fun for that fact but i think the best summary it is it's a very good podcast game like you don't play this for the story okay. i mean there is a story but i'm not invested in the aliens universe so it doesn't really appeal to me. But as a competent third-person cover-based shooter, it's pretty fun. And, you know, you can just play it mindlessly while listening to something or watching something on YouTube in the background. And it's great for that. Okay. It sounds like our game, honestly. I'm glad you're liking it. Um, but I think Remnant 2, that, that's going to be it. Because we've been we've been playing Meet Your Maker, which came out for free. And so we're, we're going to get that platinum pretty, pretty soon, I think. Right? I don't know. I don't think we're that far away. I mean, that's also maybe a little bit more grinding. Like these are all grind. Like all these games are that's the true. grind fest. That's true. Yeah. Well, you know what's not a grind fest, and you know what's not about a game that was two years ago. It's the Game Awards, yeah. right? With Jeff Keighley, our boy. Uh, you know, we reached out for him to come on the pod and be our fourth chair. Mm-hmm. Didn't get back to us. Um, it's either we invited the wrong Jeff. Because he spells his name weird, or he's just busy. He's a busy man. He's, I, don't know I mean, he's you. prepping for the Game Awards, so I get it. That's true. Do you guys think there, there has to be a huge announcement? And you know he's wishing that GTA 6 was that announcement. Oh, no, it definitely is GTA 6. You think so? He, ha- he okay. has the GTA 6 debut trailer locked and loaded. Rockstar's you don't like, think it's going to happen before? Jeff, you deserve no, I think this. No, it, it, I think it is. It has to be, okay. right? Because they... The, they said that it was going to come out early December. Okay. Like, hey, early December is the does. Game Awards. 
Coincidence? I yeah. I think not. Yeah, okay. All right, well, good on him for finding that. And too bad it leaked, I guess, but Or did it leak? I thought they just, like, said it. I oh. thought the company just was like... Listen, I've got all my all my wires crossed. I have no idea. Okay. I'm not sure what happened. I mean... I know it was on online, um, but that would be awesome. That would be, like, Elden Ring level in my mind, but... I think there bigger. might be some Hades 2 news... They just oh. have a tradition, you know? Oh, yeah, 100%. Because was it Hades 2 part of last year's Game Awards? Or yes. was it Summer it Game was. Fest? No. I can't. It it's hard I, for me I to ha- keep these. I think it was so the Game hard. Awards. I know. And Which did you guys see? Oh, go ahead, Alex. Oh, uh, I was just going to say, hot take. We're going to get the teaser for Nintendo's official announcement of the next Switch. Mm, switch mm. two, eh? So, so we won't so? see the it. New but, switch, but Nintendo the will tease switch. it that there will be an upcoming presentation talking about it. That sounds lame enough to be them. Like that sounds pretty close to be true. Like <laughs> I, I feel like Nintendo doesn't want to play nice in the sandbox most of the time. But I guess if someone was to do it, I guess it'd be Jeff. Like, it's literally uh, an advertisement for their next Nintendo Direct, you mean? Like, instead yeah. of an yeah. actual Nintendo They'll Direct? They'll be like, look yeah. look forward yeah. to, like, January 21st, 2024, where we welcome in mm-hmm. the next generation of play. And then it's just that... And, and then, then another it. sound. No, no, no. It's going to be that click with another sound that 18 million YouTubers are going to try to figure out. <laughs> It'll be, like they're like checking out all the clicks. sound bites for it. Yeah. It'll be two clicks, Ooh. click, click. There's actually four Joy-Cons now and <laughs> yeah. not two. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> um, it's so that two people can play the new WarriorWare game. Um, all right. We've got plenty of categories here. Have you guys looked at this list? Yes. I have. Yeah. I, just, I just outed myself and said I did not look at a couple of these. Um, I know you guys are big esports people, um, so <laughs> debatable. We'll, you know, we'll skip those though because yeah. I might not share that same passion. Yeah. Um, but there are tons and tons and tons of these categories. I found this tweet from the Game Awards. These are the most nominated games, just to put everyone on the same perspective. At eight nominations, Alan Wake Two, Baldur's Gate Three, seven nominations, Marvel Spider Man Two. Five nominations, Hi-Fi Rush, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Four nominations, Cyberpunk 2077, The Phantom Liberty, Mm -hmm. uh, add on to that. Final Fantasy 16, and then three nominations, Resident Evil 4 and Street Fighter 6. You tell me, from the very beginning, like I thought Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, that it only got five nominations compared to Alan Wake 2 and Baldur's Gate 3. Kind of surprising, but I guess... Maybe we'll get into it with some of these other topics. So let's start off looking at some of these things. And we kind of already talked about one of the first things. Instead of looking at this year, let's look beyond Love it. with the most anticipated game. Because Tiffany, you talked about Hades 2. Well, they're nominated right here with Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, mm-hmm. Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, Star Wars Outlaws, and Tekken 8. Crazy. Do you guys want to... Let's predict this, right? Like we should. This should be a prediction show, right? Yeah, this should totally be predictions. Okay. I'm All always right. down right. to predict. Um, I really think Hades Two is gonna win this one. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is just mm-hmm. literally in our clutches. It's so close. It's so close. Like it's. Yeah. It's like, isn't it? Um, like leap year day. 
like February 29th. February 29th. I think so, isn't it? Alex? It is February 29th, 2024. Yeah. So like it is just like like at like we can taste right it. We can taste it. So yeah. I don't know that it's that anticipated because it's like, oh man, it's mm-hmm. it's coming like a train um, and like a train, like a dragon. I don't know when that's supposed to come out. And that was a terrible so, segue. I so it's funny that. you make that argument <laughs> for Seven Rebirth because both Like a Dragon and Tekken 8 come out the same day, even earlier than Rebirth on oh. January 26th, 2024. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I didn't so if, that if the argument follows, yes. then it would only come down to Hades 2 or Star Wars Outlaws. Then. I, I think so. I think so. And like, you know, Star Wars Outlaws... It made a big splash. It made a big splash this year. Like, do you guys remember, was it EA Play during Summer Game Fest or EA something? They released, like, a huge trailer and a huge gameplay, right? Am I thinking of the same thing? Yeah, I don't know if it was at EA Play, but they did show, like, a 10-minute or so, like, uncut, like, gameplay segment of, like, raiding a base and then escaping. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People are foaming at the mouth for Star Wars Outlaws. Do I think that it has the stuff? Mm. I don't think so. Like I, I think Final Fantasy VII Rebirth has it. Like in oh, my mind, so? that's where okay. my vote is. Okay. I, I will tell you, Hades though, my game of the year. Hades does not have a release date, so I think you're spot on. I think we're getting a trailer with a release date at Game Awards, but I still think Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Like there's just something about this trilogy. That's that is true. beyond anything else. That that's where my vote is. Is your vote Hades then, Tiffany? So my heart is with Rebirth, but mm-hmm. I think my actual vote is with Hades too. Like I think the masses okay. are going to vote Hades too. Alex, where you at? It it has to be seventh Rebirth. There's no question. Mostly because even though they are stealing from like a dragon a little bit, right? Cloud on the Segway that they've taken mm-hmm. that from Ichiban on a Segway, literally like a few months beforehand, they had this exact same shot of him riding one. So, he, you know, Cloud is stealing that Segway action. Uh, but yeah, as you said, seven is a historical RPG, you know, back when it came out in 1997. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the fact that this is a continuation, right? The second of the trilogy and some people might say, yes, it's the middle part. And you always know the middle part of a trilogy is usually the weakest, right? Because it's bridging that gap, right? Like the first part has a lot of good content. The second part might be a little bit of a lull. And then the third part is where we get the resolution of everything. But with what they've talked about, with what they've shown, I think there's a lot to expect to say this will be a good game. At the very least, right, this is going to be a good game. Whether or not it lives up to hype, I guess the only hype is to see how they portray a lot of things in 3D, mm-hmm. right, in this HD era. And based on what they've shown, I think they're going to meet all the expectations, right? Like, we get more of the characters. They basically showed every party member. If not, they won't be playable, per se. But we got, mm-hmm. you know, Specs of Sid. We got Vincent. We got Kate Sith. Uh, and now Red 13's a fully playable instead of just being a companion character like he was in part one. Mm-hmm. And so I think and he's riding a chocobo and exactly. that's like and it's the not, zeitgeist of what is that? It's <laughs> not <laughs> bad for his back, you know. He doesn't have back problems. But I think Seven Rebirth encapsulates a lot of saying, also proving to maybe uh, haters out there, 
Square Enix can develop this game, right? This isn't going to be like 30 years to make all three parts. You know, uh, Remake came out in 2020. We're getting Rebirth in 2024. We're going to see the final uh, part three before the end of this generation, like very easily. I think they can make it out. So I'm excited. Launch title, baby. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm feeling. It feels right to me to be like the PS6 starting like i think that just the timing might might be perfect i can't wait it's it's honestly probably my most anticipated even with hades being awesome in one of my favorite games of all time it's between those two for me but i i think final fantasy 7 rebirth that it's right there makes us just want to grab it okay i do have one like personal anecdote in that i remember when final fantasy 7 remake came out I hustled to actually roll credits on that game Mm -hmm. before I started my master's program. And I'm literally, I'm completing my master's program this December or like this. It's meant to be. You know what I mean? Like, it's meant to be. That's what it is. Rebirth is coming out. Yeah. I, I was like, oh my God, like I can go into this game uninhibited. Can I, can I take it a step further, Tiffany? Yes. You went to do your master's because you were remaking yourself. And now when you're graduating, you're rebirthing yourself oh, to the land of gaming. Oh, my gosh. Because you'll, you'll finally play co-op games with us oh my after God. you graduate. Matt, that was beautiful. We got to clip that out. And then, that, that was beautiful. And then if it's like Final Fantasy Reunion or whatever the last one is, like then we'll just all see each other. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then our cycle's complete. <laughs> That'll be, the, complete. that'll be the next time we meet in person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my right, gosh. This well, was, votes are in. This is the high of the podcast. I'm done. It is. I should it sign is. myself out of here. All right. You can't you can't sign off yet though, because okay. we've got plenty more categories to, to guess. Okay. So best adaptation. I think this one is more interesting than I thought it was going to be this year. So your five nominees, Castlevania, Nocturne. Gran Turismo, The Last of Us, The Super Mario Bros. Movie, and Twisted Metal. Have you guys... So I've only seen The Last of Us and Super Mario Bros. Same. Have you guys... Did you guys watch Gran Same. Turismo? Nope. Missed oh, the, Alex, missed I the thought chance. you were going to do it, man. You know, there was a possibility, and then the timing didn't work out, and then it just passed me by, you know, like a fast mm-hmm. car. So unfortunately, yeah. I wasn't able to... <laughs> to get to the theaters to see it. But I'm hopeful, you know, it comes on some streaming service. Like, this is one of those that's primed to be like, we're a few months out. Like, where is it? Netflix? Max? Like, give it, give it to me on something. Peacock? I know. Yeah. <laughs> what if it is on uh, Peacock? Are Twisted you- Metal I mean, is on Peacock. Yeah, right? I mean, Twisted Metal. If it's on Peacock, true. I will oh. sign up for a month right now and watch both of those things. You yeah. know what? I, honestly, Twisted Metal looked funny in the small clips that we got. Okay. Um, I'm sure Peacock has like a two week free trial, Alex. You can sign up for that. I've already used my Peacock free trial. Like oh, even three, even better like than I can get my Anthony Mackie and uh, Orlando Bloom all at once. That's right. Yeah, that's right. The one two punch, Alex. Are you choosing one of the two things that you've watched here? Yes. Or you think I some am. of these other ones have 
the stuff. So I've heard a lot of good things about Castlevania Nocturne. I feel like a lot of of the Castlevania just shows have gotten well received because there's been several over the past few years. Like people always talk about how well they like in terms of as an adaptation, they are very good. Uh, I personally haven't watched it, slash I don't really have a history with Castlevania, so it's hard for me to speak to the actual uh, strength of their adaptations. But based on the two I've watched, which is the Super Mario Bros. movie and The Last of Us uh, Max show, that I think very simply, when you're comparing those two alone, it's obviously Last of Us. And I think it's a lot because... As much as the game, right, which originally came out in what day? I think it was 2011 was the first Last of Us. Or okay. was it 2013? I forget. Either 2011 or 2013. That uh, seeing that story adapted and how they kept basically like 90% of the story intact. And obviously they added a few things that didn't occur in the game for the show or for the sake of the show. That the fact that the story holds up so well goes to show that even more than a decade ago, how great of a story this was back then and that you really didn't need to touch it up for now. And they did improve it, right? Because some of the things that weren't in the game that were in the show were some of the best parts as well because it was something that also you really could only relate to, right? With this just being portrayed on screen. I think there was actually Mm -hmm. a stronger effect of those episodes and, uh, than it would be if you played it. And so just comparing that to Super Mario Bros, which was a great retelling and had a lot of fun nods, right? Like we got, you know, spoilers, but we got Rainbow Road. We got great the time. Luma. Great we such have, a good time. Great character. Uh, right, the don- like the classic DK v Mario rivalry. We had, you know, Princess Peach riding her motorcycle. Um, and... Even despite all that, I think Mario was more of a kind of nostalgia trip, like going through all these things, which was a great time. But if you like want to get down to like the actual journey and like trying to resonate with the characters, like The Last of Us with Bella Ramsey, with Pedro Pascal, like they did such a good job in those characters. So definitely looking forward to season two. You know, now that the strike is finally over, we can uh, get to it. I'm with Alex. I think Last of Us wins the best adaptation. It was just. The acting was phenomenal. The the special effects were really good. The storytelling was really good. Each week, well, I didn't watch it week to week. I kind of watched it like every other week would kind of watch two episodes at a time. But I was very much clamoring for the next part, even though I knew what the story or how the story would go. Um, I was also watching it with one friend who has no back, like knew nothing about the show. And so watching her react to it was also a fun time. And Pedro Pascal, it's just a great so actor. Yeah. And yeah. Bella Ramsey was really good too. Like the I really daddy. They, I write, I really believe their relationship. Yeah. The, the mm-hmm. daddy is a state of mind and he's, no, he's, he's the daddy. No, but he's also oh, said that nice. being a daddy is a state of mind. So, oh, like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but I'm he's quoting embodied it. it so much that he's the daddy. Um, but I think that's it. And I I mean, I love Super Mario Bros. the movie. That mm-hmm. movie really was so joyful, so colorful, so fun. I can't wait. It's coming out to, on Netflix. I'm going to watch it again. Like, yeah. it, great time. It, it needed more Pauline. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I think... I'm with you all. 
I'm choosing The Last of Us for mm-hmm. best adaptation. It was a direct adaptation. And to me, who I never played the game, I need to play the game. It was awesome. Experiencing it for the first time, had no recollection of anything that was happening. So for me, it was great. Um, my wife, she loved it too. Not a gamer. Loved the story. Was addicted to it. We went to like... Um, for one holiday, we were visiting family, mm-hmm. and a person that I just met from different walk of life was talking to me about The Last of Us. Like, it is is an adaptation that has, like, gone past gaming. And so I do think it's going to deserve this. I will say, though, Super Mario Bros. movie, fantastic time. Like, taking something that so many people, so many people know Mario. So many people know the dun 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 Like, there are so many people that do not play games that know that soundbite. And it worked. Like, it, it's mm-hmm. one of the best movies of the year. And I think that they did a lot with a super well-known IP. And I think they did really well at it. Illumination, animation, like, fantastic. Fantastic. Fan-fantastic. I, I can't wait. And I hope they have... I know they're planning on doing, like, a shared universe... That sounds amazing. Make a Super Smash Brothers movie, oh and I gosh. will be there day one. Oh my gosh, I'm ready we'll for that. Will be there. Yes, day one. Day one. All right. Is this the beginning of the Nintendo Cinematic Universe? Yes. Yeah, the NCU that it culminates with Super Smash Brothers. That's right. It's gonna take yep. us a decade and, to get there. And Master Hand. Yeah, and the Crazy Hand, the one that's like all fidgety you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's gonna be great um and then we're gonna find out they're all just little action figures from the very beginning all right moving on to best rpg this is some big hitters we've got some genre based ones we've got best action game best action adventure game but this one best rpg we have Baldur's gate 3 final fantasy 16 lies of p sea of stars and starfield you know, Alex, I want to I want to send this to you, all right? Because Good call. I asked you on the last podcast because you just said, "Hey, you know, I played Sea of Stars." Which, hey, if you want to hear what Alex thinks about Sea of Stars, check out our YouTube. He has a little mini review for Sea of Stars. It was great, great little listen. If you got a minute and a half or so, but I asked you, I said, "Listen, you're all about Octopath Traveler too. You're all about Sea of Stars. Which one is the best?" And I just so happened to only see one of those names here. And Are you bothered? Yeah, that that's what I want to talk about. I think that is the biggest snub in that also, I think if my memory serves me, Octopath Traveler 2 did not get any nominees at all. Nope. Mm-hmm. Not sure music, didn't. not art direction, not even RPG, which is this category that we're talking about. And I would say that at the very least, it would deserve a nominee nomination in this category if not the others as well and i'm a little bit worried if there's recency bias in these nominations right if we look at it kind of across the board with Mm -hmm. a lot of these categories yeah i was gonna uh, ask that too that there's some things from early in the year that you know such as octopad traveler 2 which came out in february right so we're already nine months out you know you could have had a baby in this time frame and it you know it didn't get a nomination and i would say that definitely in this case it deserves it a spot over sea of stars as good of a game as sea of stars is i really feel like that's more of a kind of like uh wet your palette type of game right it's like 
uh, I don't know if I like RPGs. Let me try one out. And I think Sea of Stars is that great like beginner RPG. But then looking to the caliber of some of these other RPGs, such as Baldur's Gate 3 or even Final Fantasy 16, heck, even Lies of P, that these are more so kind of right aiming for those loftier goals of saying, if you love this genre, like these are going to be a good time. They have a lot of depth to each of them. And I feel like Octopath Traveler 2 kind of falls in line with that, with its brand, you know, multiple characters, multiple storylines. And even, and you know, I would say this, definitely I would sub out Sea of Stars over Starfield because even though I, I haven't personally played Starfield, I heard a lot of feedback, you know, in the community about it to say that maybe Starfield isn't everyone's cup of tea, but I feel there's at least more redeeming qualities there over Sea of Stars. So I would say Sea of Stars should not have been nominated as good of an RPG it is. Octopath Traveler 2 deserves that spot just for the nomination, not to say it would win, because definitely this is a hard category to win. So good luck, I would say, to the four of these. You know, I won't say which one I'm leaving out, but of these five nominees, I think four of them are... You're going to have a close battle. I mean, Here's so- the thing. Can I can I say something, though? Like, is Lies of P an RPG? I I have not played it. It is on... It's downloaded on my console because it's on Game Pass. But it's a Souls game. I would have assumed are, are Souls this would be more action-adventure. Didn't Elden Ring get Barst RPG nominated when it came out, like, last year? I don't yeah, know. I'm I'm pretty know. sure it is an RPG because I feel like when you talk say just, RPG, a lot of games have RPG elements these days, right? It's mm-hmm. basically leveling up and like investing skill points kind of thing. And and I guess maybe equipment if you want to go a little bit farther, right? Like you're changing certain parts of your character, kind of tailoring it to your playstyle. Mm-hmm. I don't have the official descriptions. I think on the Game Awards website they have little blurbs about every category that kind of distinguishes mm-hmm. to say, you know, best uh, family game or best fighting game. And then specifically kind of has a description of what the category is. Uh, but I would say that it fits the bill. I mean, it definitely okay. feels kind of strange, but I would say it definitely deserves it like to be here or, you know, it could be a thing of when they're doing the nominees, maybe some people were more, uh, willing to nominate it for this category over action RPG, Not the action other. adventure game, seeing kind of the mm-hmm. the heavy hitters in that category as well. So, if anything, at least it got a spot on one of the the categories. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now that in 2022, last year, Elden Ring in fact won Best RPG at the Game Awards. Okay, all right, yeah, like Elden Ring, I that was a different case in my opinion. I just. Okay. Just from what I've heard, and this is this is just completely secondary. I just don't know how much differing your runs could be. And Elden Ring, you could have vast different um, playthroughs based upon your 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 style. Okay. Um, but maybe 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 I just I need to play it. Which it's on my list. It's on my list to do by the end of this. Um, yeah, man. Because needs to you go know, through lies of P to see the truth. That's right. That's right. Um, because I think for me and like I think Baldur's Gate three, this is this is its category. Like oh, I think okay. I've not played it, but from what people have told, I I would love to play it. I don't have a PC, so I don't really want to play this type of game on 
PS5, um, but I can respect it. I've heard really great things about it. I think a lot of people that will be voting love Baldur's Gate 3, and it has a you know good running for the rest of the year. So I, I, that's my guess. Um, but I'm glad to see you know Starfield, great Western RPG. Um, you know we can talk a little bit more about that later, probably in our game of the year conversations. Sea of Stars, you know, good JRPG. Final Fantasy 16 was another one of those things where. I think its biggest thing is like, is this an RPG compared to some of the other Final Fantasies? That aside, love that game. So I overall, I'm pretty happy with this category, except for that Octopath Traveler 2 snub. Terrible. That secondary snub I get. Anyway. Alex, did you say you were voting for? He didn't. Just, oh, I actually didn't. Did. No, he didn't. But, That's why I was going to ask him what, but what he... But I do agree with you, Matt. Even though I haven't played it, I've seen a lot of Act 1 of Baldur's Gate 3. And based on mm-hmm. what I've seen and kind of... I get, I get the idea, right? Because also Baldur's Gate also doesn't appeal to me as like a genre I'd really get into. But seeing the variability, seeing the choice, seeing the actual fact, right? Like of a role-playing game... I think definitely Baldur's Gate 3 beats out the rest of these just because of the flexibility, right? Like, this is a game that lets you live out your, right, D&D fantasy. It's you create your character from the start. You make all the choices on your own, all the dialogue. You can kill anyone you want. You can recruit anybody you want. And I think that, like, it doesn't get more quintessential RPG than that. And not to say just because it's that type of game means it should win, but also to the fact that, right, it is a quality game. You know, despite a lot, I heard a lot of things, right, as you get later into the game, more and more bugs appear. But I guess it's that thing of, right, what game doesn't launch with bugs these days? And also the mm-hmm. fact that maybe they're banking on a lot of people from not being able to get that far <laughs> yeah. just because it's so long. Mm-hmm. And so they were making sure that front front half was really polished. And then they're like, don't worry, guys, right? The game is still playable, but we'll make sure to get through to the later parts and patch it up for you guys in a timely fashion. So uh, I think besides that point of maybe bugs appearing later in the game, I think definitely it is very strong for this category and we'll take the take the W. I agree with you guys. BG3. Nice. All on the same page for that. Next one, which I think will be a little bit more of an interesting conversation because I think Baldur's Gate 3 is just like, it's a behemoth. When it's in a category, I don't know. It just, I'm scared of it. Anyway, best action adventure game. We have Alan Wake 2, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Basically, all of them sequels to games, except I guess Resident Evil 4 being the, you know, the sole fourth installation, <laughs> um, everything else being number two of their series. It's the sequel um, to itself, though. You know, it's a se- right. It's the remake of itself. Yeah. Yeah. Resident Evil 4, no matter what year of gaming we're talking about, it's probably there because anytime it's yeah. remade, it's going to be on everybody's list. Um, how many of these have you all played? Only Tiffany, you've one. You've played Tears of the Kingdom. Yes. And then, Alex, you've played Spider-Man 2. And then I've played Tears of the Kingdom, Spider-Man 2. And just as of a couple days ago, <gasps> I am playing Alan Wake 2. I just nice. I played through and platinumed Alan Wake Remastered, played all the DLC, got 100% of all trophies. Wow. And loved it. Really? Loved, loved, loved it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I had started it a while ago. 
like years ago on Xbox and then just kind of lost track. I think I was trying to go for collectibles too much. And, you know, when you get to like the platinum mind grind yeah and then you just like get overwhelmed and then you miss something and you're like yeah i can't do this again um that's where i was at but i just played it for fun and then cleaned it up like i was supposed to and it was amazing alan wake 2 too early to know like i'm literally between like the second and third mission um but from what i know best action adventure game i'm gonna go I feel like you gotta go Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Really? Like, yeah. Like I, I think I think enough people will will go for it. Like it's it's not on best action game. Like as far as the genre games, this is where Tears of the Kingdom and I feel like the whole choose your own adventure, everything else being very, very linear, I think people are gonna grab onto that. And so I think just trying to think into the mind of other people. It's not necessarily my list. Mm-hmm. I think if I had to choose today, I'd probably pick Alan Wake 2 or Marvel Spider-Man 2 over it. But I think Tears of the Kingdom walks away with the dub. Wow. Obviously, you're not going to choose it. So no. which which one are which one are you going to choose? Ugh, so guys, I have not started Spider-Man 2. Like it is. Oh man. I know it's been almost a month since Still, it's come out. Oh, I still have it. Yeah, I, it's supposed to be a reward for me when I'm done with school, but I feel like I'm leaning towards. I feel like Spider-Man Two would win from what I can tell from the vibes. Okay. Yeah. That's just great game. Well, Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. I didn't fin. I mean, like it's it's a tale as old Neither as time. Neither did I. Didn't finish it. Neither How many did temples I. did you do, Matt? Uh, just one, just one. Yeah. I was um, same. Yeah, it's this is what happened with the original Breath of the Wild. Like this exact same thing. I need to get back to it, but I just get so overwhelmed by these open world games. Yeah, totally same. Um, I had a good time, though. I played about, like, 40 hours of it. And then it was just one, like... I think Alex literally saw me the last moment I booted that game. Uh, I rage quit after I dropped a green crystal in an o- in a lake. And I mm. couldn't get it back. Yeah. And uh, I had to- her, her makeshift plane was not uh, stable enough. And the, <laughs> when she landed, it fell off and rolled in. So the only way to... <laughs> To get the crystal was to reset it back to the start. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I can't do this again. And it was like, it was like 10 p.m. or something, and I was like, I'm gonna put it mm. this down. And then I never picked it back up. Especially after a coworker said, "Oh yeah, I'm saving all those crystal missions for later." And I was like, oh, "All okay. those crystal missions? There's more than one. Get your crystal to a specific place. No, thank you." And yeah, there's so much in that game. Yeah. Okay, one for Tears of the Kingdom, one for Spider-Man. Alex, going somewhere def- different? Yeah, man, we're all over the place on this. So as you pointed out, all of these are sequels. And so mm-hmm. I think this comes down to the strength of how well or how good of a sequel is this compared to its original release. And funny enough, you know, from what I've heard a lot about these things, it's many of them are very much like their predecessors. It's right. It's that thing that 
these are more of what you have enjoyed, right? It's more Alan Wake. It's more Spider-Man. It's more uh, Star Wars Jedi. It's more Zelda. It's more Resident Evil 4. And because of that, I think it comes down to it's. it has to be the strength of the original release. Okay. And so mm-hmm. my vote's for Resident Evil 4. Okay. I think wow. there's a lot, like, people in the horror genre, I think some people might say this is one of the pinnacles of a, yeah. like, horror mm-hmm. survival game in terms of, like, even though it, I know it does lean a little bit more action, especially compared to the earlier Resident Evils, but just with how much people always say, man, Resident Evil was, 4 was so good, you know, going through that storyline, people always talk about it, it's like, you have the village, especially in the beginning, right, with all the villagers, you have the castle part, you know, you have all these moments that, even for me, as someone that is only in kind of the industry, right, just by, like, paying attention to things, but I've never played it, I know what they're talking about when they say these parts, right? Like I've seen these in videos like here and there and I understand to say, oh yeah, when they talk about a village, I know all about that, right? Walking in, seeing these villagers, right? With their pitchforks raised and suddenly they start Mm -hmm. slowly walking towards you and being like, oh yeah, that is such an iconic encounter like in a horror genre. And I think based on what I heard, right, of the improvements, you know, this is remade in Capcom's RE engine. You know, they've done all the Resident Evil remakes in this engine, they added a parry with the knife, so now you can just you know deflect just attacks. Kick it. Yeah, and like yeah. that wasn't in the original game, and that's like some people think it's like oh you might think it's broken, but it's actually such a great improvement over the original. And I think right compared to the other games, you know that we all have these refinements. You know, Spider Man, they condensed a lot of the special abilities down into shortcuts, so you can access everything really easily. There's no you know weapon wheel system like the first game had, so that problem's cleared up. Uh, Star Wars Jedi, I think that's more of the same, but I heard that there was a lot of performance issues across the board, you know, console and PC, and so that kind of had a rocky road. And then with Zelda, even as you guys mentioned, it, it felt like that game was a lot more retreading than it uh, seemed, right? It's the same Hyrule, you know, yes, they added the, you know, the depths and everything, but that's also just another version of Hyrule, right, with some different changes to, like, where you can go. And so it, it felt even though mechanically you're uh, traversing the world differently, you're in that same setting. Maybe that familiarness was too much. And so Mm. despite that, I think Resident Evil 4, despite it being so familiar, overcame that level of saying, yes, this is mostly the same as what I remembered from the 20 years ago when the original game came out, but it has so much vast improvements and it's such a fun game to play. So that's where I'm putting my vote. All right. Okay. We'll see. The battle of the sequels. We will see what wins. Best action game. A bunch more sequels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Armored Core uh, 6. Fires of Rubicon. I don't know why. My brain just did not look at that VI and tell me a number. <laughs> it's because it's I Armored Core I. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Um, Dead Island 2, Ghost Runner 2, Hi-Fi Rush, and Remnant 2. This is all going to have to be feel, because I don't know if you guys have played any of these. Nope. But I kind of feel like we got to talk about this, because let me tell you about a game. A game that I thought might be game of the year this year, but too bad it came out in like January or February called Hi-Fi Rush. This game, I'm telling you, it's got... I. Well, I don't know if it's going to win this. I'm going to say it's going to win this because I want my heart to win here. Because okay. Hi-Fi Rush was a fantastic 
uh, action game. It's an action rhythm game. So it's very similar to, um, it almost has like a Devil May Cry feel to it. But it's also, you get powered up if you hit along to the beat. So it almost has a little bit of um, Hyrule. Oh, Curse of the Necromancer. Dance of the Necromancer. Necromancer. Dance of Curse the Necromancer. Of the Necromancer. Or Curse. Yeah, that. Either way. Yeah. Yeah, we're both right. It could be Dance Crypt. and the Curse of the Necromancer. Crypt of the Necromancer. Yeah, so it's neither of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the Crypt of the Necromancer. Um, it is a joy for someone who is not into those rhythm action games. It was awesome. And I think that I want them to get all the flowers that they can. So I hope that they win best action game. So feel alone. What are you guys thinking? I honestly, when I saw that list, I was like, Hi-Fi Rush came out this year? Like, I straight up thought it came Mm -hmm. out last year. I don't have enough, like, what's the phrase? I don't have enough in the game to say anything about that. Like, I I don't want to pick. Because I just don't what? know. What? No, no, no. You got Stake to. You got to pick something. You That's know what I mean? Called. I can't remember if people liked Armored Core. Like that's. No, I can't either. Like I, I can't either. Uh, remember when they announced that and Alex was like, mind. From Software is going to win Game of the Year two years in a row. Yeah. And I was like, maybe. But it's not and even. And then I never played it. Armored Core isn't even listed as Game of the Year. I don't know. Uh, spoilers. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, oh, sorry. I'm just, I guess no, I'll good. vote for Armored Core. If you're making me <laughs> okay. pick. If you're I'm making, making you pick. If you're making yeah. me pick, I'm going to say Armored Core. Okay. Alex, what are you feeling? Because... It is very much similar to an indie game that came out a couple years ago, you know, right before the pandemic that I really enjoyed and I felt like didn't really get any kind of notoriety. And that game is No Straight Roads, where it's almost the exact same game as High Five Rush. It is a kind of linear level based rhythm action game where uh, the enemies and environment kind of play to the beat. And there's a lot of, you know, you responding in terms of not necessarily comboing with the beat as well, but also being able to dodge attacks and like kind of anticipate certain things happening based on how the music is playing that I have to vote for high five rush because I feel like high five rush is that kind of like a little bit higher budget version of what uh, no straight roads wanted to be. And I just wanted to shout out no straight roads because it was uh, designed by the uh, combat or not combat, but lead gameplay designer of Final fantasy 15 and so after 15, he left and created his own studio in Malaysia, and this was his studio's first game. And oh, so cool. because it kind of feels like to me, even though these are two set completely separate studios, that this is like a spiritual successor to No Street Roads, I got to vote for it. Because if No Street Roads didn't win anything then, like I want High Five Rush to win mm-hmm. in its stead now. Okay. There we go. All right, we've got the four big ones. But before the four big ones, there's Best Independent Game. I don't want to just like make you pick in you know everything. So what if I tell you the nominees and then you all let me know? Because I don't know if we've played many of these games. All right, so this might say more about us than these nominees. <laughs> but best independent game: Cocoon, Dave the Diver, Dredge, Sea of Stars, and Viewfinder. What are you feeling, Tiffany? Um. See, I picked Cocoon. Did you play Dredge yet? No, I didn't play Dredge. It's too scary. <gasps> it's too spoopy. I don't want it. Um, I feel Alex, like people, did you play Dredge? People really liked no. Viewfinder. <gasps> people really okay. liked Viewfinder. 
but you're really liking Dredge. But then also, I picked Cocoon for my fantasy critic. And it got me some points. Okay. So, I've heard great things about Cocoon. Do you want to? Do you want to just shot in the dark? This? Yeah, we I'm gonna shot in the dark. I'm gonna okay. just say viewfinder. I'm gonna say okay. viewfinder. Alex, what are you thinking? Man, this is actually really tough because I think a lot of these kind of similar, like they all do a certain thing well, which mm-hmm. is, I mean, uh, probably a reason why they're all independently nominated because they each have their kind of like main drive of like, if you like this type of thing, this game does it. Um, I will say, though, I kind of disagree with Dave the Diver being on here, mostly because it doesn't really feel like an independent game in a way because it's published by a big like triple a publisher and nexon um and so i kind of discount it personally for that fact so i can't really put a vote for it in good faith uh so in that case even though i've only played one of these games honestly i think i'll have to give it to dredge mostly because as much as i haven't played it i feel like from what i've seen it has a lot of intrigue and i think it definitely kind of goes in the route of this is as an independent game, right? It does things that a lot of like right, a triple A game couldn't do. You know, there's a lot of mm-hmm. strangeness to this, a lot of kind of like quiet, and then it goes mm-hmm. deeper, you know, so to speak, right into those more like horror psychological elements. And I feel like it's that thing where it's such an interesting concept, and right, like all of these have interesting concepts, except maybe Sea of Stars. Uh, but like Cocoon has this like weird multi-layered puzzle element where you're like puzzles within puzzles and you take like one puzzle from one layer, you like move it out. And so like, that's crazy. And then Viewfinder's the same thing where it's like using your environment. That's a puzzle within a puzzle to solve something. I don't know. But based on my intrigue, I think that's probably the biggest driver of what I would say it would be Dredge just from a face level value. It's got to be Dredge. Okay. Just tell you. Like it, it is, it's my favorite independent game that i've played this year it is just a great time it is spooky it is spooky but tiffany i want you to play it and it it might if it's 19 but if it's 1999 i will venmo you that money right now and you go buy it and you at least try it because it is amazing it it really is like it is a tiffany game i promise you it's so scary it's got a little spooky layer to it I will say, so I did hear about this. I'm not sh- sure if it's tied to the paid DLC or not. I'm pretty sure it's not because it would have made sense. There is an accessibility mode that disables the scary part. Mm. So okay. if if you, w- I don't know how this affects anything. Could you else imagine the if they put that accessibility issue behind paid DLC? Yeah, I don't know. We but would yeah, hear all about that. It, it, it did not <laughs> come out. With the launch of the game, but in one of the updates, they had an accessibility mode to kind of like get rid of the aggressive, spooky yeah. aspects. It is. Like, it it so does get scary. Spooky. Here's the thing, Tiffany. Though it's very scary when you're an itty bitty boat, but then you add onto that boat, you start getting bigger fish, and you become this person where it's like, I'm not afraid of the dark. The dark should be afraid of me because I got these high beams in the back. And they're going to, like, blast anything away. It is. It has probably my favorite sound design. Oh. Personally, like, I, I think that it, it does a lot there. It has a lot of really good... For for the type of design that it has, the, the art design of it, um, it's not, like, the prettiest game. But it's almost got, like, this soul-shadedness to it. Um, 
It's stylized. It definitely has atmosphere, though. Right. Yeah, it's very stylized. It's got a great atmosphere. I really enjoy the gameplay loop. It is fun. It was a fun platinum to get. It was not hard or grindy, and I just really enjoyed it. I, I think it's it's everything that I love about small indie titles, like a breath of fresh air, just like a nice palate cleanser in between like huge AAA games. So um, definitely give it a try. I hope it wins it. I, I do want to try Cocoon. It's something that's on my mind. Honestly, I'm looking at this list, and these are games that I plan on picking up. Out of everything else, these are games that I plan on picking up and playing and being a little bit more informed by the Game Awards, because guess what comes this week, everybody? PlayStation Portal. That's right. It's coming. My remote play, it is coming, and I'm I'm looking at these games, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Dang. It's shipped. Oh. It's somewhere. Who knows where it's at? It's not with me. Um, UPS has it somewhere. (laughs) <laughs> probably these are the games that i'm I'm definitely eyeing because i i want to watch some tv and i want to like have these little puzzle games just right there that sounds great to me so i hope dredge wins it though um yeah nothing else i can say about it cool all right so now we got the best the top four categories right we got game of the year best game direction best narrative and best art direction starting with best art direction we have alan wake 2 hi-fi rush Lies of P, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. This is an interesting one. Because this is not, you know, this is not best graphics. This is not most realistic. This is best art direction. So I feel like all three of us could take this completely different ways. Where are you you leaning towards, Tiffany? So I really like Mario Wonder, and I like Hi-Fi Rush. So... Because Wonder, like, you know, sometimes I think to myself, how different can you really make Mario? Like, but yeah. like, when I look at Wonder, I, I recognize that that's Mario Wonder. You know what I mean? Like, if if you, if we played a game where you showed me like a screenshot or still from like a bunch of different levels and all these Mario games, you asked me to like pick them out. I can pick out Wonder. And probably mm-hmm. Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Anything else, I'm gonna have no clue. But um, I do know I do like that it has a specific art direction. However, I think Hi-Fi Rush is gonna win this one. Mm-hmm. Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom is very samey, very samey yeah. to. Um, I really hope it doesn't get it. I really yeah. hope it doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of surprised it it did get nominated. I'm not trying to throw shade, but like we just talked about Dredge and like Dredge, I did feel it's kind of like what you're talking about. Like, yeah, you see a screen grab. Oh, you know, I never played Dredge, but that's probably Dredge. Yeah. Like, you see Tears of the Kingdom. It's like, oh, that's, Is that that's Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Yeah, exactly. So I'm with you. Um, I I think it will be Hi-Fi Rush, and I hope it is because I, I think that art direction is what it has going on that and sound design. Um in front of the same very reasons that you talked about. Like, it looks like a comic book. It plays like a comic book. And I think that can go a long way. Alex, where are you leaning? Yeah, I'm leaning also towards Hi-Fi Rush. I think with its reliance on right music and this more, like, lighthearted comedy tone, like the cel-shaded kind of, like, pop, like, comic, like, I guess, I don't know how else you would call it, the, the like, 
whatever that art style, right? Like the dimpling art style, like that sort of yeah, effect. Mm-hmm. Like everything lends itself, especially to the type of music it has. It definitely is one of those games where I'm like, man, I definitely should go back and like get this on PC or something just to try it out because I, I feel like I missed out. And so yeah. I would say because of that, it really lends into it. Not to say that the other games aren't there. You know, I do really like Lies of P, even though some people might say it's, oh, it's dreary, right? It's kind of, It looks a lot like Bloodborne, right? Which is obviously heavily inspired by. But when you think about its setting, you know, this is kind of that old, you know, English slash kind of original version of Pinocchio, right? Which is much darker than like the Disneyified version of Pinocchio that, I think it does that setting really well, right? Like these are puppets. There's puppets in this world. They're creepy. And I think just the presentation of how they move, especially, and how they're rendered. And obviously when they break apart, right, it's not blood coming out of them. It's oil. Like you have black oil spilling out. Like it does such, so many things so well to put you in that world. Uh, and maybe it's only due to the fact that it feels so dreary because of how well it's done. I'd rather go to Hi-Fi Rush since mm-hmm. it's a little bit more happy. Mm-hmm. And so, if anything, I think it's really kind of a coin flip, but I'll just say Hi-Fi Rush for the sake of it. Cool. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. It It's so weird having that as a category because I feel like people will take that so many different ways. But I kind of I kind of agree with all what you guys are saying. So, going to best narrative best story between the five alan wake 2 baldur's gate 3 cyberpunk 27 7 phantom liberty final fantasy 16 and marvel's spider-man 2 alex what are you thinking hitch it back to back oh man it's a tough one this is a tough category mostly because i haven't played three of these games Mm -hmm. and so it's hard to say but i know for a fact Sadly, I will say the two games I did play, I don't think they make the cut. I don't think 16 or Spider-Man 2 make this, uh, win this category. I'll say at least confidently that. Mostly because while I'm not saying they're bad stories, I'll say that in terms of a narrative, you know, in a way, they kind of fall to the trope of this is what a Final Fantasy story is type of thing. And then this is what a Spider-Man story is. And so even though they're good stories in their own right, a little bit, it uh, kind of leads to the same road, right? Like, as we mm-hmm. talked about before, you know, what's Final Fantasy without killing a god or godlike being, right? It's like, that's kind of the, the right. trope of every game. And so it's not to say that's a bad thing, but it's something you expect, right? Otherwise, it's not Final Fantasy. So it's kind of this, like, weird dichotomy of saying, well, you're saying it's the same because it has this, and therefore it's not innovative. But then if you say it doesn't have it, therefore it's not it so and i'm not saying that at all right it's basically coming down to i don't think it i'm saying any final fantasy will never win this but i think because of the sameness i have to give it to one of the other two or one of the other three and i guess in particular it's the only one i know the most about because i feel like phantom liberty and alan wake 2 maybe just due to how long they've been out i just didn't hear a lot about so i have to give it to Baldur's gate 3 also because it's really your story right like i love Mm -hmm. the premise because the game starts out with you uh, basically having one of those worm things right uh get sucked into your eyeball you know spoilers for the opening cutscene, and kind of the <laughs> front part of that game is figuring out how to 
uh, get the parasite removed before you turn into one of the, and I forgot the name of the creatures, but like the tentacle face creatures, like it's not Cthulhu, but they look Cthulhu? like, you know, okay. it's like you think okay. they look like Cthulhu, but they have a name, like that type of being. Oh, gotcha. And so like the thread of the beginning of that game is let's get the parasite out before we turn into that thing, right? That type of thing. And so I love the premise of that story, right? Because obviously you're with a group of characters and that's your only connection to these people, right? You have no other allegiance besides the fact that you're all infected with this thing. And so it makes sense that, you know, you would only be banding together, right, to achieve this goal. But then, you know, obviously it turns out to whatever the end goal of the, the story being, which I do not know. I do not know how Baldur's Gate 3 ends. So maybe the ending's really bad and therefore it shouldn't win this category. But ending aside, I think BG3 should take it. Wow, I didn't even like really think about Baldur's Gate because like when I looked at this list, I was like, "Well, I've only played Final Fantasy 16, and I really like mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 16 story, and I thought it was compelling, and I really cared about the characters." So I'm voting from my heart this time with Final Fantasy 16. I don't know that it's gonna win, but I want it to. Yeah, there's a lot of those out there because I I, I do feel like Final Fantasy 16 at the very beginning I. I thought, yeah, this should be my vote. This should be my vote. Like, I, I, I think there is something compelling about that story. I enjoyed it. You kept me along on the ride. And when things got really complicated, they had, like, that really great accessibility feature that was just a feature of the game, which is you, like, had those tutoring sessions where she talked about the lay of the land mm-hmm. and walked you through what was happening and all the politics. And so you don't have to be Game of Thrones and just, like, smacked in the face by George R.R. R. Martin. Like, they will, like, walk you through this step by step. And I, I thought they did a good job. That being active said, though... Active time lore. Active time lore. Correct. That being said, my vote from just a few hours playing it Wow. I can already tell best narrative will be Alan Wake 2. Dang. I, it's just, it's gut. Maybe it falls apart in the next 20 hours, which it definitely can and definitely might. But there is something about Alan Wake 2. Uh, it's a two protagonist story. You follow, I don't know how much you guys have heard about it. Very little. Uh, you follow a detective alongside of Alan Wake 2. Uh, they are kind of like working in synergy together. Um, but Saga Anderson, who is the FBI agent, she goes into her mind palace and when she interviews people, she basically has a, um, a bulletin board where she just has pictures and strings attached to those pictures. So you literally have to, you know, when you're talking to a person and it just seems like an NPC and maybe they have throwaway lines, she is registering those as clues. So you go back to your mind palace and you're connecting these clues that you picked up on and maybe you actually didn't pick up on it in your conversation when you're listening to this NPC, but they make it so you feel smart and it makes you feel like a detective. And I I think it it is a really cool way. Like it's just very inventive. And I, I think they use that to build a really deep narrative. Even a few hours in, I see that as being a really strong contender. I think this will be Alan Wake 2's uh, biggest award potentially uh, this year, but I think this is a good one for them. He sees the so, threads, you know. They're all. I see together. the threads. That's right. Um, best game direction. This is sometimes known as the runner-up award, but a lot of times this is just saying, "Hey, which game studio 
directed a really good game. I think we have had years where the same studio actually wins game of the year, but in my mind, I always kind of fall back to that. So we have Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I think game direction, I think this is a tough one because I think all of these have a really good direction to them. I think, I do think Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, in my mind, has what it takes for best game direction. I think they could have kept with the same powers, them going to different powers, them having powers that were inventive, not only inventive, but you being able to do whatever you can with making an airplane or making a boat or making a freaking bridge that's like 100 logs deep, this game will not crash on this stupid piece of hardware that is way outdated. (laughs) It is not crashing. And, and, and And to me, that shows this is really great game direction like these are people that have tried the physics game which not usually does not pan out and i I feel like it really did pan out and i think it was a good time even though i got bogged down with the open world world that that says nothing about the game it's just something about (laughs) me honestly Uh, so I, i think tears of the kingdom wins game direction this year this is a tough one because, like, I'm also looking at this list and it's almost identical to Game of the Year. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm I'm a little bit surprised that Mario Wonder is on here. I'm gonna be real. Like, I'm I'm surprised, but both of you have played it and both of you have sung its praises. Um, I love that game. I love that game. Do you really love that game? I love that game, honestly. This is going to be a spoiler for our game of the year talks, but it is up there. I'm gonna I say, won't tell you where it's at, but it's there. This is this is rough for me because I've I mean I own three of these games. I have Wonder, Spider Man Two, and Tears of the Kingdom. Um, you Rax- own three of those well, games, and I have and you've played only really played one. Well, okay, I have access to all three of them. Let's just okay, put it that way. All right. Um, but, uh, game direction. I might actually, you know what? I'm gonna do a cheeky answer. I'm gonna say Mario Brothers Wonder. Maybe it really just like. Gosh, I hope you're right. I, like it brought joy back. It's like super cute. Elephant Mario. The levels are accessible. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. You can play it in like a week or two. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with Mario Wonder because it's also, like I said, it's different enough. Like the art direction, just, I'm going to, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that. I'm locking it in. Boom. Alex. So I, I don't want to frame this like it's the runner up, you know, winner that won't win game of the year and therefore it can win this. Cause I also do very much agree, right, Matt, with your explanation with Tears of the Kingdom, like how they are able to create a sequel to Breath of the Wild without repeating too much besides the terrain, right? And just creating a brand new game to, in the way of how you interact, which makes it a new experience and very enjoyable to play. But if we're going alongside kind of the runner-up thing where I'm like, man, if it doesn't have a chance, I'm like, uh, for me right now, it's coming down to Alan Wake 2 or Wonder. Uh, mostly because uh, Remedy's last game and Control was nominated for game of the year in 2019 when it came out and it didn't win because you know what played spoiler to it 
and somehow one was uh, obviously another from software game that came out that year, uh, Sekiro Sa- Shadows Die Twice. Ooh. And so, you know, there's no from software game in Goaty this year, so that that's not to say from software is going to play spoiler again. Uh, but based on the other contenders in game of the year, I'm not sure if it'll be able to win. And so that's why I'd say, oh, based on that fact, I think it would win here. Uh, but then the other side to me says, right, I really enjoyed Wonder. I think they have done a lot of smart innovations, especially with the multiplayer side that I really appreciate. You know, it's it's these things where I'm like, I wish more games had this kind of asynchronous, synchronous multiplayer design, right? Where it's like, oh, you can play online and you're not exactly playing with other people, but they're kind of in your world and they can help you out, right? But it's all kind of like... It's like a weird way of saying they're emulating like they're playing with you, but then they're also not because they can finish the level separately and leave you. But it kind of adds this weird extra level of like, man, I don't know who these random people are, but I want to beat that Yoshi because he's been running ahead of me this whole time. Mm -hmm. And so now I've created this like (laughs) fake rivalry where I'm like, Mm -hmm. I've played Mario every single level, but now this guy's playing Yoshi. And I'm like, I got to beat that Yoshi player. You know, I got to be the one to (laughs) move on to the next level. And so I think based on that fact alone, it's wonder for me because it's added this extra layer of keeping with the Mario sensibilities, right? Like through and through, this is a 2D Mario, right? It's more of what you know. Like there's not really a lot that's different about this. Mm -hmm. But the smart innovations like in the multiplayer have made it like it's also a brand new experience where it's creating these moments that I did't think Nintendo would ever do in a especially one of their core titles right like if anything this could have been another like arms palooza type of thing where they tried this mm-hmm. mechanic out right and it may or may not work but they're like you know what let's put this in a mainline 2d mario game and lo and behold it it is a fun mechanic so it's uh it's a great game it's wonderful dare i say oh my gosh <laughs> you had us until the end until the end just like us, because we are finally to game of the year. Six nominees, as always. Alan Wake 2, Baldur's, Great, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Is anything missing here? Do you? What do you guys feel about this list? I... I guessed all of these except for resident evil 4 yeah can i say that resident evil 4 shouldn't be there i'd say the rest of them deserve a vote resident 4 should not be there it's a remake how can a remake be game of the year what don't be like that final fantasy 7 remake was wasn't that nominated the story that one it's actually remade the story yeah it's remake in name but it's not remake actually if you you know Mm -hmm. as we come to understand it now Okay. It's, if anything, it's more of a sequel. Whatever. Yeah. I so I'm surprised that Final Fantasy 16 is not on here. Yeah. That's my biggest surprise, I think. But mm-hmm. like these make sense. It's because the main character is named Clive. There's a bunch <laughs> of just Clive not sexy. Oh just God. not sexy. I think Ben Star yeah. though we didn't talk Alan, about it. I, ben Star has to win that best performance because I I thought that was great. Um, who plays Clive Rossfield? Final Fantasy 16. I, I definitely thought Final Fantasy 16 would be in that sixth spot instead of Resident Evil or Hi-Fi or, Rush. Or like, Starfield? Ah. Or did Starfield not do well? Is Are people 
The, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. I don't know if people liked it. I, it. It's a Bethesda title, which is great for some of us, not great for others. Got it. Um, I fell off of it pretty pretty soon after I started, honestly. Whoa. Um, so I don't know if it hit as well. Got it. With people. So that, that doesn't surprise me as much. I'm going to be honest. I, I feel like Baldur's Gate 3 got such, like mad press and publicity and like people are like loving it but at the same time like i know there's zelda tears of the kingdom fanatics out there like i but i also i would love if spider-man 2 won um yeah i'm gonna guess i'm honestly gonna i think the masses are gonna pick tears of the kingdom Mm -hmm. i think they're gonna just pick tears of the kingdom they're gonna they're gonna you know like yeah Yeah. that's it's been their game to lose this yeah. entire year. I think When did it come out? It came out like in May? May. May twelfth, twenty twenty three. Yeah. Obviously this year, because we're talking about it now. But yeah, it got like mm-hmm. tens out of tens, like everywhere. Like I I think it's it's Legends of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. People are just obsessed. I mean, it was really it's really cool. Man, wait, Baldur's Gate three got really great reviews too. Yeah. Dang. Oh, th- I think it's honestly between those two. I think it's anyone's game. I think it's those two. I think Tears of the Kingdom is going to win out. I think I heard a stat. There's maybe the most games with a Metacritic over 90 this year than like so many previous years. It's like 10 or 12. Like it's crazy the amount. Like Cocoon that we talked about for just a second. Yeah. Got like a 92 or something. Like these these games are doing well. My mind goes, it's between those two. In my mind, also, it's always been between those two. Okay. I would love, 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 because I, I don't want boring game of the year conversations. Ours won't be boring because I feel like, one, none of us will play Baldur's Gate 3 probably by the time it gets to our time. Yeah. And Tears of the Kingdom, <laughs> Tiffany and I have probably have given the worst review about it versus <laughs> everybody else because we've only played one temple. So <laughs> our game of the year is not going to be boring. Tune into that. That's but true. I, I would love some agent of chaos to nominate any of these other people besides Resident Evil 4. I, I'm kind of with you. Um, but man, Alan Wake 2 as the game of the year, that would be crazy. Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Oh, man. Fantastic. Like, the world would blow up if any of those actually won. I feel like it's between the two of them. I think because Baldur's Gate 3 came out afterwards... And it has taken everybody's mind. I think that Baldur's Gate 3 is going to run away with it. I think it will be between the two of them. And I don't know who I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for the third person. But um, yeah, I think Baldur's Gate 3 might win this. Won't be my game of the year, but I think it will be plenty of people's. Mm -hmm. Yep. Alex, you being an Agent Chaos or you going with one of the two big ones? Yeah, where's Hello Kitty Island Adventure? Oh God. Or Snub. Disney, Disney why, Illusion Island. Why, why is it? Yeah, we put those in the family game. Island, you know? Family game to Come lose on. to Mario Wonder. Where, where, where is Disney Speedstorm at? Microtransactions uh, I think it's aside. On, oh my God. Is it on the racing game? I think it might have been. No, I don't think it's even nominated for best racing. Oh, is it no. not? Sport racing. Oh man, it's not even listed. That game took my oh. took a month of my life. Sucks. I'm going to be real. 
Yeah, we have just like F1. Even Hot Forza. Wheels Unleashed 2 Turbocharged got on there somehow, you know? Dang. Honestly, some of these nominees are very suspect, uh, so that's all we can say. Oh, no. Disney Illusion Island is not best it's family, family game. game. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's going it to lose to Super Mario Brothers. Wonder. Yeah. Yes, that is true. I don't know. Party Animals. It's best Nintendo game. That's what but, best but Party Animals. Is. I've, yeah. I've been interested in playing. What um, consoles Party Animals on? Is that I a Microsoft? Everything. Oh, I think it's everything, yeah. Are you yeah. for real? Is it on PlayStation? I think it's Xbox, PC, yeah. Switch. Guys. Oh, no. You want to play it when you graduate? It's an Xbox game. Oh, it's not it's on PlayStation. Alex, you lied to me. Oh. Is it on Switch, though? I think there's a Switch version. It doesn't look like it. Oh, it's on Xbox Not only. per Wikipedia. Rest Listen, I'll set it up. Pepper I'll set it up on the TV. Yeah, we can only- have a Final Fantasy VII reunion at my house. <laughs> You guys can come down and we'll play party. Yeah, it's like six so years fun. early. Wow. That'd be so yeah. fun. The pregame for a reunion. Yeah. All right, Alex, which one are you deciding for game of the year, 2023? It's very simple. BG3. BG3. Okay. Okay. That was a quick one for you. Okay. Yeah. Um, as much as I've only played two of the other games, <laughs> it's weird because I've only played two of these six nominees and I'm heavily pushing for one game i've never played and never will play but like i said based on what i've seen and based on just the possibilities right i think that's the major thing a lot of these games are about the possibilities right like when you're Mm, saying something is game of the year it's what moments will stick with you right like as you're playing the game does the game have a moment at least for me that really resonates with me and sticks with me throughout the rest of the year where i'm like man only this game was able to pull off this moment that way and you know as much as i mentioned for 2019 how remedy got snubbed for game of the year with control with sekiro winning over it i really hope you know maybe they get their roses this year and Alloway 2 takes it. But at the same time, I'm like, man, Larian and what they've made with Bowler's Gate 3 is like almost unparalleled in this genre. I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, not to say never, but for the type of game that is, it's very hard for any studio to replicate this. And so they've kind of really made this unique experience, right? To being able to accommodate all the choices, right? Characters could die, right? I think literally one of the first characters you meet you can kill them and that just removes them from the rest of your game or wow. you keep them alive and they're just a core party member for us game. so even it goes to respect your choices there right it's like you don't need them yes it locks you out of the story their story but they're not necessary um and i feel like tears of the kingdom also kind of competes on that guard right like you able to create all these moments but i feel like that also was a similar case with breath of the wild right as much more limited as that move set was it also still allowed you to create those kind of quirky moments of like yeah let's use this fun physics interaction to solve this mm-hmm. puzzle and it's so it's more of the same and so based on that right resident evil 4 it's a remake get it out of here as much of as it is a new game <laughs> oh my it's god still, so strong against it's it. still yeah. taking uh, you have to be strong on some of these things i think yeah. for game of the year i'm more of a proponent of new stuff and so i feel like mm-hmm. a remake is really a slap in the face to a lot of these other games that don't make the nominee um as and as much as i like wonder it is similar right like more 2d mario besides the online there's not really a lot different Besides maybe Bowser in castle form, uh, but besides that, like BG3, BG3. 
BG3, we'll see. They had the highest with Alan Wake 2 for how many nominations did I say? Eight? Definitely the highest between the two of them. We'll see. This comes out. When is this happening? I should pull December that up. 6th. 7th. December 7th. Okay. December 7th, my bad. December 7th. Excellent. Um, we'll count these up. This is always fun. I love these prediction episodes because we actually have no idea, especially since half of these categories that we talked about, we only played half of the games. Yeah. <laughs> What's your house game list? Like, how many games have you guys played this year? I know you're down for um, obvious reasons, Tiffany. Yeah, so not, not we don't many. have to talk about it. We don't have to talk about okay. it. Okay. Um, last year I played like thirty some games. Like I was like I played a ton of games last year, and then this year I've probably I've played fifteen through my GG app. I can see. So okay. Um, it these have been solid games. Like Persona Five Royal was on there, and that took like 120 hours. So That's like, true. listen, it's <laughs> I'm ta- I'm making my choices where I make them. Yeah. Um. Are there any of these nominations that make you think, okay, this got nominated a ton of times. Maybe I should prioritize these people before we have our top six game of the year talks this coming December, January. Yes. I have to, I have to finish. I have to play and finish Spider-Man 2. Okay. I have to play. Oh, also. It's quick. It's quick. I want to say I'm. It's so interesting to me that Hogwarts Legacy is nowhere on this, on yes. any of these lists at all. None of them. Yeah. Yeah. But, Matt, as you reminded me that there have been so many games above 90 this year, mm-hmm. it makes sense that Hogwarts Le- Legacy kind of fell a little bit to the wayside. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a little bit disappointing, though, I think. Like, it would have been cool to see it, like, somewhere. Like, yeah, you know, maybe anywhere. best art direction or even best score in music like that would have been cool best mm-hmm. hell best family game like yeah um that would have been cool or i don't me- know you can't you can avada cadaver people in that game that's not very family friendly okay fine what about best what about independent debut is that some families are complicated that might more not complicated be indi- than others <laughs> independent but. um yeah so that was a little bit of a surprise for me um but yeah spider-man 2 like that i have to I have to tackle it. Mm-hmm. I have to tackle it. Yeah. Like, I think it definitely could have been an action-adventure game. Mm. Like, easily. Yeah. Like, it could have found one of found its way onto there instead of Resident Evil 4. Because I, I am kind of in the same boat as, as Alex. I do kind of... I'm a little bit biased against Resident Evil 4 because we have seen it. They did not change anything but the graphics and how it looks. So, to me, that's a poo-poo. I do not like it. Um, best independent game, though, those are the ones that I'm definitely going to be trying to play more of. Cocoon, Sea of Stars, Viewfinder. Um, I've played, I will have played four of the six game of the year by the time we get there. I would like to finish Tears of the Kingdom by the end to give it its no due. No way. That's my goal. Are you for That's real? You're for real, for yeah. real. Listen, I, I can mainline the story and, and get it done pretty pretty quickly, That's I feel true. like. That's um, true. But other than that, I think those are kind of the big games that I want to that I want to play. There's nothing I I do not think that I want to play Baldur's Gate three. It's one of those things where I do. We were talking before we started recording about the Squidward meme. I feel that way with Baldur's Gate three. Yeah. Like I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh look at all these people having fun. Man, I hope they enjoy themselves. But that's just not me. Just not me. <laughs> Alex, 
anything? Yeah, I think uh, the main one is Dredge. Uh, Especially with the availability of that accessibility mode. It's like, you know, maybe it takes away a core aspect of the game, but also it's like if it gets too intense, because there are these kind of levels of things being scary, right? Like in Alan Wake, you know, and that's more of kind of a light and dark type of motif, right? Like things in the shadows type of thing. Um, But the ocean especially deep sea what what's in there you know that's a whole different type of fear and so things just kind of like lurking beneath the surface just kind of stirs up a whole nother level of like yeah i mean i've been out in open water not like very far but i'm also like yeah my feet can't touch the ground there is something there's a very certain scariness that uh relates to that try it without accessibility like honestly like i'm not like this person that's like super strong against horror like alan wake (laughs) 2 like scared the crap out of me last night like literally was like ah what is that (laughs) like i just did i am not enjoying myself while enjoying myself at the same time you never get like that with dredge it's more like oh it's going to get me oh it's going to get me gotta put on my boosters you know like it's not like it's a fine time it's still that's even worse if it's like a chasing moment it's fine oh my god it's chasing me down alex play it tiffany play it Uh, bend down the hatches way anchor it's not on sale (laughs) it's not on sale let's let's check the sales black uh, friday Friday. okay in two weeks excellent date in the podcast oh yeah that's right hey you know these nominations these nominations came, came out, out today. today. And we're oh. going to be posting this soon. What is soon? Who knows? Who knows? Soon Who knows? TM. Yeah, yeah, TM. All right, but that's another episode of the RXP podcast. Um, if you like this, like it. Subscribe. Hit that bell. Whatever else you got to do. I don't know. Uh, do all the YouTube things and the podcast things. You can find us everywhere. Spotify. Uh, find us on Twitter or X, whatever you like to call it. Um, and we'll get back to you talk in your comments tell us everything that we didn't talk about and tell us how much Final Fantasy 4 should actually win game of the year this year shout out to Grandmaster Doug thank you Tiffany and Alex for joining me tonight and I will see you next time Some families are complicated, more complicated than others. Really?